This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. If you're receiving this transmission, this is Black Spire Broadcast. Kenobi After Show. I'm your host, David. Thank you so much for joining us. This week, we cover episode three of the series, and dang, we have a ton to cover in this one, because a lot happened. Um, With us is Austin, who was featured in episode three, um, our Obi-Wan Kenobi character breakdown. So let's kick this thing off. And welcome, Austin, man. It's so good to talk to you again. We had you here for episode three of the Black Spire broadcast ironically talking about obi-wan kenobi and here we are all these months later talking about the series that finally released so thank you man appreciate you being here yeah happy to be on again and uh yeah i I remember that last episode i was on we even referenced um how excited we were for this series to come out so uh when you texted me today and said hey you want to come on it was like uh yeah of course (laughs) No, man, it's awesome. I'd love to talk talk to you about some Obi-Wan. Yeah, man, and I want to, I mean, let's just jump right into it. I want to hear your your thoughts on episode one and two, because we haven't really talked about it too much, and uh, obviously uh, everybody's heard Mary and I's opinions on one and two, but I'd love to hear yours. Yeah, so I, I did listen to yours and Mary's opinions on episode one and two. Um, some similarities I had to you guys Um yes, it was just awesome to be able to watch it. Like, that's the biggest thing. We've all just been sitting and waiting and saying, oh, I'm I'm so pumped for this. I even saw, um, and don't quote me on this, um, it was something like the the most streamed Disney Plus show ever for like the opener. Or Uh was it just Star Wars or was it all of Disney Plus? All of Disney Plus. Yeah, right. And I'm not shocked by that at all. No, I'm not. There's been so much hype behind this. Um, Ewan McGregor is the absolute man. And, uh, uh, it was just really cool to to finally be able to watch it. Um, I will say though, the first two were a little bit um, anticlimactic, a little bit, a little bit boring. Um, I want to say, like I, I guess I was just so ready to see Obi Wan um, that when I finally did get to see him, and you know he's this old man who like doesn't use the force and refuses mm-hmm. to turn on his, his lightsaber and everything. I'm like, dude, what is going on? You know? Right. Uh, but there was a, there, they kind of had to set it all up and I totally understand that. And there was still a lot of cool stuff that happened, but this episode was episode three, man, awesome. Yeah. Episode three was awesome. I loved it. And, uh, my opinion on why it was so awesome is probably super similar to everybody else in that Darth Vader was, he just, he stole the show. He was, he did. he was so cool. And that's why in the audience can't see this, but my Black Series Vader helmet is behind me intentionally. Because, um, man, yeah, I I knew we'd get him. I didn't know how much. I didn't expect it from the beginning to the end, essentially. And, and we saw him like full Sith. Like the first time we really, like they captured it on screen in a way that I was convinced he was one of the most powerful Sith of all time. You know, you, you see just pure anger and, and hatred. Um, and there's no rules. I mean, he's, he's, he's to- he tortures Obi-Wan, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, he he walks into the street, he walks into a room, what, whatever. You see him on a hologram, and the, the person on the other end is just, just terrified to make a mistake because they know that right. their life literally depends on it. Um, and then... I I don't know if it was just me or if it's if it's if it actually happened, but was he voiced by James Earl Jones? Because it was, sure was. It, it sounded just like it. And he I, I looked it up just before this, and because I was I was uh, wondering that, and he's like 90, 90 plus years old. One, I think. So yep. does he still just have that smooth voice? Or voice, was that I, all recording from like years ago? No, they brought him in for this. It was pretty under the wraps, and they never really officially announced it. Um, 
there, there may have been a leak. I'm not sure, but um, everybody was like, we really hope so. You know, he's 91. This would be like his last hoorah, you know, especially as, as Vader. Cause that's his, that's his biggest thing he ever did. And yeah, it is him. Um, you watch the end credits. Yeah. It's so James cool. Rose. And so you could tell like right away. And it's so, I mean, I love, it's just nostalgic to have, you know, Hayden Christensen in the suit. I know that's him. That's Anakin. And then I have James Earl Jones as the voice, you know, and the only thing that would be any better. And that's, up. It just depends on what um, trilogy you like, you know, as if David Prowse was still alive to, to wear the suit, the original bodybuilder Vader, you know, but um, he, he since passed away. But, you know, I love Hayden Christensen. I grew up with him as did you. And um, it's just so cool that they brought the gang back together. Yeah. And then, I mean, they're, they they nailed every every shot that they got of Vader. You know, they, they had everything from like the action scenes, which um, we'll get into because it was a little bit later in the ap- mm-hmm. episode. Uh, even to just like him walking out, finally getting, um, you know, like everything on right when he hops out of the tank and everything. And, uh, just, I don't know what it is about Darth Vader. He, like, he just, he walks, he sits down and it just looks so cool. He owns (laughs) it. You can't fail. You can't fail. And you got so many shots of, of Darth Vader and that's what we wanted. Right. No. And I love that. And that, you know, we got that in the final trailer, we got just a brief tease of the, um, you know, his life support and his armor being being put on, but we see it in its full scale, or pretty much in its full scale. You see his arms, his legs, the the mask, uh, you know, the the respirator piece, and the back the back piece hoses that I didn't know existed. But you, you start to realize, man, he truly is more machine than man. You know, that's like the quote. But we, did, we just never saw it. We didn't know how much. You got a pretty good idea at the end of Revenge of the Sith. But, I mean, you're starting to realize that that famous chest plate that lights up the you know, like the electronics, the board is on the inside of his chest and it just connects to it. Just same thing, mm-hmm. like on the backside. And it's like, man, he really is like a robot. He's the original mod. <laughs> right. Well, and, and uh, you notice it too, like he can't even run. No, no. He's yeah. like Jason from Halloween though. Like he doesn't. Yeah. You, you can run from him all you yeah. want. And then you he's just, always like, right there. You yeah. turn the corner and he's right in your face. And that's why there's just something about the way that, I mean, it, it pays homage back to, Ralph McQuarrie, who, who designed the look of Darth Vader, it's just one of the most iconic things ever made. If you look at a list of greatest film villains of all time, I'm sure he's number one in all of them. You know, he's just so iconic, and it's just so cool to get to see him again. And he's well done. You know, they they used a costume that is similar to the one from Rogue One, so the timing lines up very accurately, and, and that's really cool that they, they took the time to do that. Yeah, definitely. And then, um, you know, not a super smooth transition, but hey, I'm not the uh, the podcast okay. host here. But okay. I, I do want, I want to just kind of talk about um, one thing that that stood out to me was uh, when Obi Wan and Leia uh, get out of the uh, cargo ship, mm-hmm. and um, uh, forgive me, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, the the guy that helps him um, get away, and he gives him a ride. Oh, the Fox Jedi. I don't remember his name. Is his name's forgiving me? Oh, the uh, fr- Frick, Frick, Frick. Frick. The weird little. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, uh, which I love that guy's voice. I don't know who voiced him. It's probably it's like probably John Favreau himself, but it's just so funny. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. And but but just I guess from from the, the very beginning when when they hop onto his his little flat, uh, car, card flat, there. I think. Flat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just remember. But yeah, sorry, didn't mean to and, But the, but they see they see the Empire cloth on the back mm-hmm. of it. I'm like, of of anybody, Obi Wan is has got to be the one wise enough to know like this probably isn't the best thing to hop on. Like I, I was just I was just shocked that they they decided to get on it and and it was obviously uh, because Leia was you know mm-hmm. he she she has him on a leash essentially like uh, you can tell he's already done so many things he doesn't want to just because of her oh, yeah. and, and and she has so much trust in everybody and you know hopped on and everything like that but i was just i was just shocked that he he gave in and, and even decided to hop on oh i, I don't know. know what you thought about that no i totally agree and i just i just loved watching him get on it pans to that that empire cloth that imperial cloth like you're saying and then you know uh fleck is just like oh what where are you guys heading where are you now you know just casual like that's what i love about how uh, that's what made these live action shows so cool is they have these like filler TV series 
moments that you just don't didn't get in Star Wars before that are in other types of shows. This casual like taxi cab conversation, but they did it with Star Wars with aliens that there's actually a person in a crazy costume wearing that, and they're making it normal in a galaxy far, far away like like life here. And I think that's that's so cool. Right. Like even the vehicle they're in, it almost looks like like a farm truck, like a hover farm truck, right? Like, yeah, it's, like it's so well thought out, you know, like they, they took a lot of time to do that. And then I love stopping for the stormtroopers. They all know Fleck. Like, hey, Fleck, what's up, man? I need to ride our transports late. And it's just that awkward. You're like, oh, man, how's this going to go? You know, I just love those witty moments. Right. And then uh, so he, he seemed like a super cool dude, like uh, the Uber right. driver you want to have. And then, you know, he he, he pulls up and he reports them. Right. Car. Come yeah. on, don't disappoint me like uh, that. Man, I don't know. I guess it was given to us because uh, he had the imperial flag on the back. And yeah. but yeah, it was pretty funny that he that he ended up reporting them, you know. And and you know that, that actually that scene makes me laugh because obviously Obi Wan kills everyone, and then you know he can't lower the shields. And then when you're watching it, you're like, oh, he's gonna lower the shields so they can drive the bus thing. But no, all they had to do was walk around one of the sides. Yeah. Not, yeah. But like. I watched that both times. Like, why did y'all just walk around on either side? Like, like oh, you just, just really kind of squeeze by. Like, there's yeah, no. Like, if they were gonna take the bus, all right, that's one thing. <laughs> but they didn't. You know, I, yeah. thought, I thought that was funny. But whatever, that's that's nitpicking at this point. But um, just, right. just really well done how that's all working out. And as they're getting into, you know, that city, um, and then obviously they run into the, the false, I guess, imperial officer. Yeah. Well, so so before before we uh, get too far down the road, mm-hmm. um, when they're when they're on that farm truck looking vehicle, um, like you talked about, uh, I don't know if if you thought of this um, or if it was just me, but but when they were telling the the story, the lie to the stormtroopers mm-hmm. of you know where they came from and saying that their father daughter duo from Tall uh, and they're farmers. Mm-hmm. Did you think that when he was pe- speaking of his his dead wife, uh, I'm air quoting that, right. um, and Leia's mother, he's he's 100% talking about Padme. Like oh, he, he is. is 100%. You can tell he's getting very emotional telling this lie. And I guess um, every good lie has some bit of truth to it. And mm-hmm. that, that's probably why he, he decided to go with that story. Um, cause he, even shortly, I think it was it the episode before when he said, you know, you remind me of somebody. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And I think that, um, you're spot on cause that's what I got of both those episodes, both of those, those scenes and references. I think they are to Padme, you know, and, and there was episode two where, um, I think Leia's like, was she, was she a Jedi? And she's like, no, she, she was a leader, you know, he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely Padme, you know? And, and again, the lie, you know, it's. It's Padme. It's got Padme written all over it, you know, and, and it's just so cool because for those of us that that I mean, I think there's different levels of, of fandom, you know, and I'm in the I'm on the pretty crazy end. But I definitely get emotional responses to those things because they, they definitely pay homage to the prequels. And, and it's just so cool because there's such a time lapse in years, you know, like two decades. And it's like, man, we're bringing that, that character back and I. I'm confident that we're going to see a flashback of, of Padme. I think Natalie Portman was in this briefly, you know, and she filmed some kind of flashback thing. I'm, I'm just going to assume we're about to start seeing a bunch of them because, you know, as we're jumping around here, but we see Anakin, you know, episode three, Anakin standing on the side of the road, basically there. Mm-hmm. And it's a mirage or, or something, but I mean, we're starting to see that stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see that either. Um, uh, I, I honestly, I didn't think about that until you just brought that up now, but I, I hope so. I think that's what the fans want to see. Um, you know, I know you've talked about the, uh, the prequel trilogy, um, in your past episodes. And while some people have, might have aspects of the prequel trilogy that might not be their absolute favorite, um, for me, and I guess maybe it's just my age, uh, but that's like, those are like the first three episodes that I just like fell in love with. Right. Um, and then from there, you kind of you, you build that Star Wars fandom and then you go back and you really appreciate four, five, six. That's how for me, I'm mm-hmm. sure you have listeners that are just laughing, being like, oh, my gosh, that well, is completely wrong. You know, you, and that's, you've got to start the with the sequel trilogy hope, lovers, too, you know, and, and I yeah. diss the crap but out like, of the sequel trilogy here, but it exists for a reason. So, yeah, like even even the, the intro intro to uh, episode one, like I just loved it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we've seen we've all seen that a million times, but mm-hmm. it was super cool to see so if there are 
if there are any kind of flashbacks to to um, Padme and um, you know Anakin or you know any 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 of those Clone Wars Yoda throw in Mace Windu I don't know Uh, know? well I'm really expecting that's that's probably just the gang of Clone Wars together I'm thinking we're gonna see any of those flashbacks even Ahsoka with Ashley Eckstein you know I'm thinking I'm thinking all that I really am I'm thinking they're starting to ramp this stuff up like with Obi-Wan you're starting to see like initially it was just you know Master Qui-Gon Master Qui-Gon and he can't connect with him and for three episodes now he's been trying to connect with Master Qui-Gon Jinn hasn't happened it obviously it's going to happen it's got to and when it does it's going to be a humongous conversation you know because mm-hmm. i don't know what qui-gon's thinking right now but he's probably like dang i did not read the uh the fine print on the bottom of the uh you know the prophecy of the chosen one because it definitely said that not anakin <laughs> you know? yeah but, but yeah he's he got it feels real bad he's got to he's got to definitely talk to obi-wan about you know what he saw in anakin and and i'm thinking uh I'm thinking that the conversation they have is a lot of, you know, putting his mind at ease. I think Obi-Wan at this time, he's, he's 100% saying it's 100% my fault. The downfall of the Jedi, my fault. Anakin turning to Vader, my fault. And so I'm, I'm thinking that that conversation when it does come um, with, with Qui-Gon has got to be Qui-Gon saying, Hey, you did everything uh, correct. Like this is not your fault. This was this was bound to happen, you know. It's just it's fate, and uh, you've got to rebound from this and and right. stop, you know, carrying this this monkey on your back. And I think that the way we're set up, we obviously in really episodes one and two, big time, but and in, in three, it's slightly less. But we see you know, broken, depressed Ben that um, he was not good for much at this point. He's definitely. Uh, a, a tiny fraction of the Jedi master that we saw in episode three, you know, he's just not that anymore. Not at all. And he even tells you multiple times, he's like, I'm not that guy anymore. And mm-hmm. I think that conversation with Qui-Gon is going to help him turn the corner for the last time. Cause he'll never be the great Jedi master. We, we know again, cause obviously this leads into a new hope and he's, he's just wise at that point. It's his purpose is wisdom, you know, and he's, he's starting to fall into that role. I think he's start, he'll realize that. And I think Qui-Gon's going to help him, help him remember that that like look that's what you're you have a new purpose you know and maybe that i'm assuming that conversation's got to come from quack and i don't know who else but somebody's got to remind him like hey you're obviously we're not on Tatooine anymore like we're not even seeing luke which which i'm okay with we know a lot of luke's story it's really cool that we're getting leia because i didn't do you think we'll see do you think we'll see um young luke have any any lines or anything we've we've already kind of seen him but like leia obviously Ton of lines, plays yeah. a big role and has a ton I think of lines so. So. he's got to go back to tattooing because we know that that's obi-wan's purpose you know we know his purpose is to watch over luke until his dying day you know that's right. his job um so but owen owen's pretty adamant that he wants him to stay away so and, that's and you, kind of where i'm i'm like where is he going to find the opportunity to talk to luke i don't know and that's i don't know that's tough you know but we you know referencing a new hope like owen refers to Ben is the crazy wizard on the other side of the Dune Sea, you know, obviously doesn't like him, you know, and, and that's 1977 dialogue. Like, obviously, that's written a long time ago. And then, but still, it's, it, it, it rings the same point. Like, that guy's crazy. We don't talk to him, you know, but I don't know. Obviously, Uncle Owen doesn't make it. At the end of this story, he gets fried. So, um, yeah. And, and, and Luke is. That's still like. The story. What? Ten- time Timeline. Uncle Owen doesn't get fried for another like seven years or yeah, seven, eight years or so. Something along those lines, right? Um, but I do. I don't know. That's a good question, you know. But I do. We have to get Luke. They cast a young boy. They they heightened him up. I don't remember his name. They they you know they hyped up who this this kid was, and even Mark Hamill himself endorsed him. So you're gonna get more than the ten seconds of him flying a imaginary pod racer. Um, right. We have to. And, and, yeah. They would have made an enormous mistake if they didn't do that. You know, we have to have that. And that right. this mission with Leia will end. You know, it, I think it's obviously it's about to take a whole new turn and not jumping around in the episode again. But she obviously gets captured. Um, so, I yeah. Know. How many yeah, episodes so, are we going to go save Leia for? I don't know. We, we only have three left. So. Right. So I actually it was super funny. Um, uh, you know, last episode with with you and Mary, Mary had said, 
uh, and I was going to wait until the end, but you, you already touched on it and mm. um, your, your audience already knows that, that we jump around. That's just oh, how, yeah. how we it's do it here. So business Mary specifically mentioned last episode, I hate cliffhangers with mm. kids. <laughs> and, and as soon as episode three ended, I'm like, oh my God, of course, like we get this cliffhanger with Reva um, killing the, the pilot and saying mm-hmm. basically uh, he, he, he's not he here. Make he, could, he couldn't make it. And <laughs> I'm going to take care of you or something. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, of course we get that. Another mm-hmm. cliffhanger with Leia in danger. Like, yeah, <laughs> especially no, after that's what, that's what Mary said. And there's it's irony, right? That it's like they made that specifically for her. And it's funny that she's not with us in this episode. She gets to listen and, and be the audience for once. So that'll be cool. Right. But, um, yeah, it's crazy, you know? And, and, but that makes, that begs the question, does Vader know that Leia is his daughter? He knew about the son. So, he, yeah. He knew, so I think so he, no, to I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. Um, just, okay. So, with, uh, I, I believe it's in um, Return of the Jedi. I could be, I could be wrong. But when no he's, sister. when, yeah, when he's like, he's mm. like, you have a twin sister, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's kind of shocked by that. So I'm gonna say he doesn't know. Um, I, I kind of misunderstood the dialogue um, in at the beginning of the episode, where, or was this episode two, where uh, Reva said, he Obi Wan served alongside his father or her her father in the clone. Yeah. Bale. And she was referring to Bale, mm. but I'm thinking, uh, I, I'm thinking she's talking about Anakin when, when the, when right. she first said that. And I was like, wait, he right. doesn't know. No way. No. So I'm going to say no. And she was 100% talking about Bale. Um, when, when she, uh, had okay. mentioned that, that and, she and was that, saying her, her father, cause she doesn't know that her no. actual father is Vader. Either. She's asking questions. Clearly. Yeah. She's asking Obi-Wan before I go, onto that, you know, that, that line where, where Reva, you know, and as I talked about in our last episode, I'm, I have no idea why Reva has the um, ability to utter the name Anakin Skywalker without getting decapitated. Cause that, yeah. that shocks me to the, still, it's and, like, y'all don't, you don't understand. Like, like the grand inquisitor, obviously still alive. Um, he's alive in rebels and Dave Filoni wrote see, rebels and he's involved in <laughs> this. So if he's going to undo what he did, people that think otherwise, they're just gonna, I guess they're gonna be shocked, but he's still yeah. alive. So and, so and the Grand Inquisitor chooses to die because some things are easier than it's easier to die than to deal with the wrath of Vader because he's that legendary. Yeah. So, but not with Reva apparently. He's got a soft spot for Reva. That's uh-huh. maybe that's Disney getting involved. I don't know, but it's granted he did threaten her. He's like, you do good, you can be the Grand Inquisitor, and I'm fine with that line because he doesn't care who the Grand Inquisitor is. All these people serve so him. Good. He wants the best person to be the Grand Inquisitor. To benefit him the most, much like Palpatine wants Vader to be the best he can be, so it best serves him. You know, it's it's just a dark side way, but he he's okay with open competition amongst the Inquisitors. Um, but he also threatens her. He's like, "I'll kill you." You know, you screw this up. So, and I like that. But that's the Vader we want. You know, definitely. But yeah, I I too, I was like, why why are you talking to Reva? You know, the, there's a there's a hierarchy to to every military or government around and and vader seems to have been following it from at least from what i can tell where he's not going to be talking to anybody down on the totem pole and Mm. then he's having like a private one-on-one with her that that part i didn't really understand but it's funny you mentioned i don't mean to interrupt you go ahead oh no that's okay so it's funny you mentioned the uh the grand inquisitor thing because um I am one of those people who have not watched all of Rebels, and oh, so to hear you guys, did yeah, I, I mean, you Sorry. guys, you guys gave a fair spoiler warning, but I'm like, I don't yeah, care. If, yeah, I mean, to watch all of, Re- I'm still, I'm still trying to, you know, finish up a couple episodes of uh, mm-hmm. Clone Wars because I've kind of jumped around. So, I mean, there's, there's so many episodes of, of Rebels to finally oh, get wow. to that point. I've watched a couple of them, but. Uh, I, I didn't really, I didn't really piece it together. Yeah. I didn't really piece it together that the grand inquisitor was alive. And so when you guys were talking about that, I'm like, this is almost, it's similar to like Darth Maul. uh, Like he he took a lightsaber straight to the gut. Like, how are you alive? So I'm curious to see how they spin that. Well, the, you know, funny joke. So I'm I'm sure you listened to our, our episode with, Pat and Charles from Conversations, and I reference them a lot, um, and, they're, and they're good friends of us. But Pat and I were Pat and Charles and I were 
texting earlier and we made a joke that it won't be force ghost qui-gon it'll be qui-gon in Klieg lars hover wheelchair and he's got two chest seals on right and he's crazy now and he's just going like the boy must be trained the boy must be trained yeah that's just star wars this is what they do everybody lives yeah insane no idea how (laughs) right no but um and watch that episode because it's really good and i and i I didn't ruin too much of it. I don't obviously he dies in that episode. So confirmed he's alive and he's the grand inquisitor and his, his background is what's, what's important, you know? And, and, and we talked about it the last episode with, with Mary, but you know, he was a Jedi temple guard that gets featured in rebels and I won't mm-hmm. not too much, but you know, he was involved. I think you saw those episodes in Clone Wars in the, the Ahsoka trial. He was one of the yeah. temple guards. Yeah, I saw those. And then I know enough from from Rebels. uh, You know, I I think I watched a couple episodes with you, actually, Mm -hmm. last time I came to visit. And I know enough that they have their lightsabers allow them to fly and everything like I know. I've known of the Inquisitors. I just I had I had not watched all of Rebels where I'm like, okay, and and been familiar, super familiar with the timeline to know he has to be alive. Um, Right. But but, you know, it well, nothing, nothing shocks me at this point. (laughs) Right. And how I approach a Jedi Sith people in between like if we're trying to do these mono mono matchups which is what i always try to do with these polls and, and whatnot through social media if we're going to do the grand inquisitor and i just told you his background and reva who we have no idea and it's very evident that she's the weakest of all of them because they all state that continually um and she gets like manhandled through the force by all of them um it's like, what what i don't know it just frustrates me because i the grand inquisitor is important and throughout what I guess people would call non-canon stuff. He's now canon because he's in Rebels and on 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 in the live-action series, but in the comic books and whatnot. He's just he's an important character, and I don't know to have him get shanked in like the first episode. <laughs> this is stupid, you know. And that made me upset. But um, and Mary brought this point up too, and 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 I'm, and I'm not going to bash her too much, but um, it's just you know we already had. The, the nemesis of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. We knew we were getting the Grand Inquisitor. That's another nemesis. That's going to be the number one hunter of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then we make up a new character and make them jockey for position to make their story feel super important mm-hmm. in a bigger story that's just not important. And that's my yeah. Opinion. So, I mean, I think um, with Reva, there, there's got to be a reason. I mean, uh, you know, there we already know that they're they're past jedi um and they've been trained to hunt uh, hunt jedi uh by vader i i think there's got to be something in the past with like her relationship to obi-wan because she's so hyper focused on obi-wan oh my gosh and and i mean she could just be a super driven person that just like wants to hunt the top of the food chain and and if so, then she was rightfully recruited to be an inquisitor because yeah, I mean, that's, what they want, that's what they want them all to do. But I'm thinking there might be something deeper um, that we get in these next three episodes where Reva has some kind of interaction with Obi-Wan where, you know, good or bad, how, however it goes, uh, ultimately it leads her wanting to capture him like super bad because I'm assuming it'd probably be a bad interaction where, you know, and, and I don't know. A lot of popular theories going on at this time. Yeah. You know, like, like one of the big ones is that in the opening scene of, of the first chapter, the, at the, the Jedi temple, um, you know, you see the younglings training in there and there's, we believe that one of them is Reva, or at least that's what we're led to believe. Um, so a lot of people think like, okay, so, you know, to, to echo what you said just a few minutes ago about, them being former Jedi, they are former. A lot of them are former Jedi, and some of them are just captured Force sensitives too that were put through enslavement training at a very young age, and they know nothing else. So they just serve the dark side, you know. At the Emperor's will, and the Emperor created the Inquisitor program prior to ever executing Order sixty six. This was already in his mind, and before executing it, he found the Jedi who didn't believe in the Order anymore and gave them a chance. Like, hey, this thing's about to go down. Just letting you know. You want a spot or not, and and that's not canon. But you can go find that stuff on Wikipedia. You can read that in the books, and it, it's all there. It's whether Disney accepts it or not. But it's what's so complicated about Star Wars because we have what's on screen, and then there's like the other ninety percent of stuff that that plays into it, and they take bits and pieces of it and include it. So that's where it gets hard because I I think that I could follow this path pretty logically and be like, well, 
I don't know, something's going to happen to her because guess what? She's not in Rogue One. She's definitely not in A New Hope. You don't even see the Inquisitors are gone. They get most, their job just goes away because they kill off all the Jedi. They're pretty much all gone, so they don't have a purpose anymore. So they so they dissolve. Um, it's just, what what's going to happen? Are they going to dissolve in this? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think they're going to go a little further than this. So what? What's gonna be your purpose? What is your purpose in the story? That's my that's my question. Yeah, and uh, you know we're halfway through, so right, we'll see. And gotta I don't figure dis- out soon. And I don't dislike Moses Ingram as an actress. I think she, I think she's a fine actress. Um, her character just is the um, the black sheep of the show, and I'm not sure what her purpose is yet. So I'm excited to see. I can't wait to see it transpire. Um, you know, I'm I'm like pure dark side at heart that's um and i want to see her get choked out by vader because she's pushing the bounds you know there's she's not a sith that's what's important is the inquisitors are not sith they're trained in ways of the dark side but the rule of two states there can only be two sith right we have sidious we have vader they're not sith um they want to be sith there's no way they don't want to be sith you know and i think that that's what she wants she wants to you know either and this gets interesting because maybe Vader, and we all know Vader hates the Emperor, like, but he's stuck serving him, and these are his poor choices he made to get himself here. Um, so maybe he sees her as so powerful that he'll take her on as an apprentice, much like Dooku did with Ventress or Maul. Go down the list, you know. Um, and that's a popular theory, except that that ruins the Star Killer stuff from like the video games and books, and so that'll anger a lot of people, to include me. Um, or she just wants to kill Vader and and, and become the Emperor's apprentice. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't know. Or she's going to become a Jedi. Any of those things. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like I said, we're halfway through. I hope I hope that there's they put a pretty bow on it by the end of the series, and everybody's like, Ooh. okay, yeah, like I I totally get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of story to be told. Um, Plenty. So yeah, uh, let's. I guess let's go back then to make sure uh, we we're covering all the the big points because um you know the I was a little bit and and maybe you can elaborate elaborate on this um, the the person who saves them from the stormtroopers kills the three stormtroopers mm-hmm. um so uh, you you mentioned you, Tara, you had, right yeah you mentioned you had watched it twice I watched it this morning um you think just a couple hours I wouldn't completely forget everything but I she mentioned <laughs> that. Uh, you know, she she began serving the Empire when she thought that it had a good purpose. And then by the time she found out that they were evil, it was too late. And so that's kind of she saw the opportunity to to help and switch sides. And that's kind of why she made that decision. Is is that am I, was I following that correctly? Yes. That's kinda, I, I think you're following it correctly. Yeah. Perfect. And there's a cool yeah. Easter egg in that scene when Obi-Wan mentions Quinlan. That's Quinlan Voss. Um, you do not see him in. Um, live act. Well, you seem for like two and a half seconds on Tatooine in episode one. He gets like a brief cameo. Nobody knows why he was there. That's like the great big mystery. But he's big time in Clone Wars and so on from there. He's a Jedi that ends up falling to the dark side and is Asajj Ventress's love interest. Um, okay. And Dooku ends up killing him. Uh, well, Dooku ends up killing him in non-canon. So this is where this is getting really confusing. But okay. That's where Disney's like, mm, that didn't yeah. happen. But. And so, and so she she uh, she saves them. They're they're on the run, and that's Actually, when it. I might be wrong. Duke, I'm so sorry for interrupting you. Dooku no, force no. lightnings attempts to force lightning Quinlan Voss and I think Ventress like sacrifices herself and she dies and he may live. I don't remember. I have to look it up. But okay. anywho, that's his background and that's the name that Obi Wan mentions. Like, oh, Quinlan was here. And the first time you see Obi Wan smile in like any of the three episodes is right there. Um, okay. And him and Quinlan worked a lot together during the Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. I see that. So, so I, I did notice that that he was excited and and Quinlan Voss rung a bell, but I was I couldn't exactly tell you tell you why. So, um, yeah, I'm glad glad you walked walked through that. Um, but yeah, so so anyways, uh, he they're they're on the run, um, and that's when it that's when the episode for me just like you know went from a six to a 10, seven to a 10, whatever you want right. to uh, say it, it, it peaked easily. Um, Cause that's when Vader comes down, they lock off all the ports and it's, it's a manhunt mission. And they, I didn't expect Vader to be there. I didn't, I, you know, I figured see, like we're still at the point where the inquisitors can handle this. And, but he, he was working with, with Reva 
and she she I think she wanted to be like, hey, look, we have him cornered so that she could get credit. Do you think so? Or I do. I agree. Um, and and you see it, they're all jockeying. It's like, man, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like I guess my kids, you know, when they're older, they're gonna be like, Dad, look, I did this thing right, and brother didn't. It's like that's how the inquisitors are. With yeah, Vader. there Vader's is no, dad. there is really no legitimate structure to the inquisitors at all. Mm-hmm. Like you can say someone's the grand inquisitor all you want like they are all at each other's throats oh yeah and the fact that they don't kill each other um more you know reva obviously um stabs the grand inquisitor but like you know the uh the um the fifth brother and and reva have a Mm -hmm. huge conflict like and that's gonna go down at some point yeah the minute you see them those two on screen they're just just uh pissed off at each other Mm mm-hmm and so, I mean, yeah, to the point I just, where like they're using the force on each other and there's no retaliation. It's crazy. Yeah. You'd think that Vader would have that locked down a little bit more and be like, know. hey, look, he this it. is how it's going to be. And if you are insubordinate, then come see me, you know, but they right. they are just. Yeah, they are just like dogs attacking, you know, you know what I think Rami. <laughs> no, you're right. That's that's a good uh, metaphor for sure. I think that um, this doggy dog mentality within the inquisitors is put there intentionally i think that the like i said the grand inquisitor is a position not a name um, i think that grand inquisitor's actual name is like panu or something like that he's the species from Udabao that you see in episode three um and you know he is the best one he's a superior one that's why he's the grand inquisitor he's proven himself i i don't know why he got shanked but that's besides the point he, he was caught off guard maybe he didn't expect it like whatever but um and then you have all these other people jockeying for that seat and they show that, you know, once they get to what's it called? Fortress Inquisitorious or something like that. I don't remember the exact name, but once they get there, that fancy seat is empty and they're all jockeying for it. But nobody, nobody clearly sits in it. That's an important point. Nobody took a seat there. Right. And even Reva, she didn't sit down. So, yeah. I don't know. They, they, they don't, I mean, they have like the grand inquisitor and then like all the inquisitors. So that's the only form of rank structure. But I think, that it is very Sith-like to have... I mean, look, if you want to go into the non-canon stuff with the Old Republic, the Rule of Two was created by Darth Bane because the Sith used to just kill each other. They never, never got anything accomplished because they just killed each other. Because they were like, you know what? What'd you say? Okay, I'm stronger than you. I'm going to kill you. And that's how they used to operate. And he's like, okay, there can only be two. Like, this is getting ridiculous. This We can't beat the Jedi like this. And, you know, and, and obviously the, the Sith are the orchestrators of the inquisitors so if and they can just keep breeding them you know i used to think there were only x amount of inquisitors but you look back at clone wars the mustafar episode where darth i don't know if you saw this and stop me if you didn't but palpatine is running a operation on mustafar and towards the end of clone wars where he's capturing force sensitives and Mm, bringing them there to begin that's the inquisitor program early on people just didn't really catch that i guess but that's the inquisitor program early on it's even all the stuff that's referenced in this episode where they're in the little hideout hut where they talk about Quinlan and she's talking about like the kids getting captured. They don't know where they're going. That's the Inquisitor program, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah, what no, that ties I, to. I, I, I'm familiar with that. And there's always going to be force sensitives, right? That's uh, you think about the galaxy. People are going to keep being born. More people are going to be in tune to it. They're just going to get sought out and brought into this program. So there's almost an infinite number of them. So they're very replaceable. Right. And so, you know, as you were talking about that, I don't know, you know, I, w- I was, we had, we went on a long tangent on, on Riva, and, and yeah, and I had, and I had a, uh, a thought actually, when you're just talking that maybe, um, the reason that Riva is so hyper-focused on Obi-Wan is, uh, it, it was when you were talking about him getting shanked, the Grand Inquisitor, <laughs> but he, before that, he said, um, step aside so you don't lose him again. And so, I think we, I think we're probably going to get a flashback of Riva having Obi Wan cornered at some point, probably pretty early on, right. where she felt he let him him get away, and that was, uh, you know, a huge uh, downfall to her career, so to speak. That at right. that moment she could have gone from bottom of the food chain to top right away. He he got away, and um, you know, the rest is history. Here we are, and she's still just. Uh, blood, bloodthirsty for Obi Wan. So yeah. that was that was one thing. I just I I, I don't know That's if you guys point. touched on it before. Mm-hmm. Um, that 
he said, I don't want you to lose him again. And I'm interested to see if we get to see what that looked like. Right. What, what that actually meant, you know, and I'm, look, we got what, three episodes left. I expect, I expected the grand inquisitor in this one more than I expected as much Vader's we got. I was pleasantly surprised with what we got though. Um, but I, I do fully expect to see the grand inquisitor in the next episode. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, if you watch Rebels, Reva doesn't exist. Reva, Reva is this new made-up character that doesn't exist. Um, these other Inquisitors, they do exist. Um, she's the one that stands out. And why she has a name, that's another interesting point. She's the third sister. Vader doesn't call her by her name. He calls her the third sister. Everybody else calls her sister generally, but the, her, she goes by Reva. I, at this point, I'm starting to chalk it up to like the clones and Clone Wars, how... Yeah, they have um, CT numbers like CT five 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 five, but they call them Rex or whatever, you know, fives. Yeah. You know? So maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like that. You know, I'm trying to figure out why she's that she's the only one with a name right now. Um, it just feels strange. It's very it's out of place. But there's there's a reason for it. I'm sure there is. Um, it's, and this is what they want us to feel and think. You know, they want mm-hmm. they they want us to question this stuff. But um. You know, the Grand Inquisitor is going to come back, and I, I just don't know. I'm trying to predict what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But uh, but Vader, you know, just, Vader, we're we're yeah, walking just, into Vader. Before before we go into um, too many hypotheticals of what could happen right. these next three, I mean, you still got three more podcasts to do for <sighs> reviews of those. So, Hard to keep up with. Yeah. Trust me. So so I know um, a, a bunch of people probably, uh, whether this is their first time or you know. 10th time listening to your podcast are tuning in because they want to hear people talk about Darth Vader, right? Oh, that's, that's what we, we opened with. That's what we opened with. And then we've, we've kind of finally, yeah, I think found our way to uh, the, the main scene where we get Vader um, on foot chasing Obi-Wan and, and he's just cruising. He's just walking. I mean, it's just, just walking. He's a step yeah, ahead always. Like, like you mentioned earlier, he's like he's like Freddie or Jason. Jason, you know, yeah, like, Jason, yeah. He just he just walks. Like he he ran three blocks and he's right not there. Breaking he's like, How does that even <laughs> yeah, not breaking a sweat. Yeah, not breaking a sweat. And mm-hmm. I mean, granted, Obi Wan looks to be moving uh, at a snail's pace right, right. now, but well, yeah, still, right. yeah. <laughs> but it's that man. This this Vader is. This Vader is the Sith. This is the accurate representation of the Sith that I've that I've wanted for so long. Um, I was hoping Disney was going to go dark because they said this is set in a dark time. And we could all assume, yeah, well, it's the height of the Empire. It's pretty dark. I assume things aren't too good. Um, and at this point, Vader's killed, I don't know, hundreds of Jedi on that blade. You know, he's, he's hunted and hunted and hunted. And, and we're 10 years into this. And... It's like it was planned. He wanted Obi-Wan to, to, go, to go to that corner. And I'm not sure what he uses the force to knock over. That's obviously highly flammable. And, um, you know, he he wanted Obi-Wan to feel what he felt. And, and Obi-Wan, you know, asks, like, what have you become? He's like, what you made me. You you did this to me. And and based on that scene with the fire, that, that scorching Obi-Wan Anakin's not wrong. Vader's not wrong. Like that, in that, in that brief moment of what happened, that is Obi Wan's fault. Him having to wear that suit is directly Obi Wan's fault. You know, and that's the only thing about Anakin that is Obi Wan's fault. But it is just so cool that he makes him suffer the way that Anakin suffers. And I think he he even said he's like, "You should have killed me when you had the chance." Yeah. Like, look what I became. I'm I'm a monster, and he knows he's a monster. Right. Yeah. He's just merciless. Like and, it's, it's exactly what, what you wanted Vader to be because mm-hmm. Vader's always been super intimidating and mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's super well-known. I mean, whether you're a star Wars fan or not, you see Darth Vader, you know, it's Darth Vader. Um, and a lot of it is just his presence of just how like badass he is. Right, no, no, he's he's just yeah, and and but to, but this episode was like a whole nother level for me. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I don't know about you. No, that, that, that was the Vader I've waited for. Starting the fight, like he easily, you know, right when they. So first, first off, let me backtrack a little bit. Obi Wan is like super hesitant, reluctant to even turn his lightsaber on. 
Okay. He's sitting there. He's holding it. He's looking at it. This whole time, this whole Leia rescue mission, he's been using blasters. He does not want to associate with the Jedi at all. He doesn't want to use the Force, and then he eventually does. And he doesn't want to use his lightsaber. He eventually does, um, really, ultimately, to save his life. But he... he he's not the same. Like it's been 10 years. He's mentioned to it. He's mentioned it. Um, you know, as they're, as they're dueling, he's, uh, having Vader's blade hit his, and he's, he's not even able to hold up Vader's weight. He's just getting blown back. Like not even by the force or anything, just straight up by like the strikes of Vader's lightsaber. He's just, he's just getting beat down. So it's very clear, um, that Vader could have ended his life, in easily 20 seconds easily. you know he didn't want to. It, it it was not going to be a challenge he uh, he intentionally backs him into a spot where he can torture him mm-hmm. and that is like that's sith that's what that's, that's what, what they're what supposed you, to be yeah that's why they i'm sorry for those faint of heart but this is what sith are supposed to be you know yeah and it's it was dark. just it, you know even as obi-wan's laying there i don't know if that was glass or what that was that he was well, like it was highly flammable some, whatever it was, was you saw vader but it, Touched yeah. his saber to the ground and ignited it. Well, oh my god, that he's force choking Obi Wan and he's holding him like higher than I've ever seen Vader force choke somebody. Because I remember, you know, pre or I'm sorry, yeah. a seat, or original trilogy, you know, they're like I don't know, a foot off the ground. Obi Wan's like ten feet off the ground, yeah. you know, getting choked out, but he's not getting choked out to death because we've watched Vader choke people out to death. He's like sixty, toying with him. like like yeah. less, even less than Padme, just toying with him, and then. Eh, Use the force to knock whatever that stuff was down and ignites it with his blade. And oh, just so crazy. Blade. And he's dragging him through it with the force. I mean, it's just yeah. And Obi-Wan's making the, like similar yeah. screaming noises to Anakin. And also. that, like, it gave, me, it gave me goosebumps right now. Like, it's like, like, it's like watching episode three, except for what could have happened, you know, had that had the high ground not worked so well, you know, that's what could have happened. And, and right. The, Va- the Vader is who I want him to be because, you know, I have this conversation with Mary quite often and she believes there's good in him. And obviously we know there is good in him. Like Padme hints at it. We know how Return of the Jedi ends. But it took Luke. That's what's so important here is not even Obi-Wan could get through to him. And you would think like Obi-Wan has a chance to break that shell a little bit. But next to Palpatine, and at this point it's not like Palpatine has to do anything. You know, he's got his he's got his bulldog doing everything for him. But Vader's the most evil thing out there right now that he just kills at will. Doesn't care like that scene where he's walking down that that street, I guess, with those buildings and he's just force pulling people out windows, force dragging this person. That little kid comes out and screams, mom or dad. He snaps that kid's neck. That was a kid. Killed him. No problem. Disney had no problem putting that on screen. And I was really pleased by that. I wanted to (laughs) see this violent, brutal Vader. And that was 10 percent of what he can do. Well, you know what I thought was funny about that is he's he's using and I'm, I'm going to say Reva's technique, but I know mm-hmm. it's just all the Grand Inquisitors. Um, but we, we see Reva do that with Owen is she's uh, she, she cuts that old lady's hand off. Mm-hmm. Um, she holds a, a lightsaber to Owen's neck. It's it's just like walking through trying to just be as evil as possible because, you know, that the Jedi are trained to intervene. And all he's, like an all he's doing, like he, yeah, he just, he doesn't even care about that, that Mm-mm. those people's lives or any, anybody that he's, you know, using the force on in that scene. He's, he's using them as puppets. Essentially. Right. He wants, he wants to um, be so evil that Obi-Wan has to use the force and has to um, come out and be a Jedi, do what, do what Jedi are trained game. to do. That he played, you know, and then that's what's so important about episode really one, two and three up to this point is Obi-Wan can't use the force and he can't ignite his lightsaber because it will scream Jedi. Anakin, Anakin, he's not Anakin anymore, obviously. Darth Darth Vader and especially Sidious, they will be able to feel that in the force like the The force is pretty much dead in most places. There's not a lot of it going on, I'm assuming at this point. So there's going to be a ripple in the force if Obi-Wan uses it. They probably felt it when he saved Leia, you know, And, and that's. Stuff you don't see a lot in the movies, but if you read the books where they really have a chance to use language to, to show what the force is, you know, you see that you can sense that stuff. That And, and having read a lot of the books, I, I knew that going into this. And that's why everyone's not using it, because they'll know. 
they will instantly know that there, that something's happened. You can feel that presence, you know, and, and obviously igniting a lightsaber at this time is not a good idea because people don't have those anymore. That, that's gone, you know, so it's pretty obvious you're a Jedi. And, and obviously people are sympathetic to yeah. the Empire. They're going to so, turn you in. Like the, what they did to Nari in episode one, they had no problem stringing him up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so to your point there, and I know this is an episode three review, but at the mm-hmm. end of episode two, it didn't did it bug you to see as Leia or as Obi Wan? I'm sorry, I'm was Leia with Obi Wan when he was on the cargo? Yeah, he jumped back on right after he found no, out that it was, it was the end of episode one where he he he's going out to save Leia, and he's got his robe on, and he's he's got his his lightsaber as, at his hip. And just like this gust of wind or something blows it up and you can clearly see it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, you know, you've gone through, you've gone 10 years trying to not show that you're a Jedi and you've just got that thing out and like clear in the open. Wear some kind of string around your robe or something. If a little gust of wind is going to expose you like that, like he is in a public place and he's just got his hilt on his hip, shiny as can be. Like he he easily could have had somebody see that and, End of mission right there. End of end of. Could have had a right satchel there. or something. Right yeah, there. I just you know I understand but, that's not how the Jedi no, but as a use fan. their lightsabers, but it was just it was insane and it I was know. cool being like it oh was, yeah he's that got was it on fan him. service is what that was that it makes <laughs> yeah. logist logically makes no sense obviously but you know what he's a, he's a Jedi master at the end of the day um, yeah. it's been ten years and maybe it's like riding a bike i don't know clearly not i mean clearly he, needed a, he needed a warm-up that wasn't darth <laughs> vader obviously and he didn't yeah. get that reva would have been probably pretty decent no offense Reva, it's probably been a decent warm-up but um okay look if, if vader duels reva i think we know how that ends i'm pretty sure vader duels all the inquisitors at once and we know how that ends I mean, but, um, he, he duels anybody he wins right. so it's, i don't know that that's, that's the way it goes comparison and, and, but yeah and people are going to sit there and think well, what about luke he didn't try with luke that's a really important point is in Return of the Jedi, he did not try with Luke. He did right, not. he was trying to get he, him to convert. Right, his goal was not to kill him. You don't think he could have killed Luke in two movies? He could have. Um, mm. He just didn't want that. But anyways, um, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, I just love that gust of wind, and you see him walk onto that that tra- that car, the transport ship, and it was like, oh, he's back, he's back, and, and but he's not. You're and you're like, no, oh, he's not back. He's definitely yeah. not back. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, they just but had I, I like that. The cliffhangers, got that thing on it, it keeps you watching it every week. And, it, <laughs> and, and I almost wish that it's a double edged sword, but I wish that they released these all at once and I'd do it all in a day. And then it'd be like, well, there was three months of hype and I did it all in a day, you know? So I guess thankfully they're making me wait five weeks, but it's hard because all day long in between these, you know, and, and between the podcast and YouTube, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, well, what if, what if, what if? And I go down the rabbit hole, you know, I'm still hoping for Calcasts. Probably not going to happen at this point, but still open for all these cool things to happen that I really wanted, and um, I just don't think it's going to happen. But I, 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 yeah, man, that the Vader we see is the Vader I've always wanted. You know, you got a glimpse of it in Rogue One with uh, the ending scene, mm-hmm. you know, and now you're really seeing like this dude straight up evil, straight up evil, and that's yeah. how it is in the novels. And I wish more people read the comic books. And read the novels because Vader is vicious, like straight up evil. Like they, he decapitates people just to do it. Like he's just not, not the guy to mess with. Yeah, that it was it was exactly I think what we all wanted. And and the the best part, and I know we talked about this mm. um, off air a little bit this morning, but my favorite thing about this episode was that um, Obi Wan did not challenge him very much. Because mm-hmm. we've all been kind of hearing this duel of the century type mm-hmm. of rematch, right? And Obi Wan, he didn't do, he didn't hold up his weight at all. It was a mm-hmm. one-sided fight. Obi Wan was not was not there with, with, like he sh- he should not have been there. Oh, he needs he to go back not to be the academy. <laughs> yeah, he needs to go back to the academy. That's a good way to put it. But so, in one of these next three episodes, we've got to see Obi Wan have something click i know we talked about maybe it comes from a discussion with qui-gon or something but something's got to click where he's saying okay no i'm i'm actually obi-wan i'm one of the best jedis ever everybody and, knows who he and, is you and see let's it. go you yeah see let's let's like get this rematch obi-wan. going it's gonna happen i oh. hope so i hope so so much invaders man, i, I want to say vader's gonna win it because i just can't I but the thing is like I can't picture it not happening nobody 
like spoiler alert nobody wins well exactly know? that's my point there is no winner because there just can't be obviously the this series is built within you know, parameters yeah i mean today and in, in the episode that aired today uh or i guess tomorrow when when this podcast airs mm-hmm. vader clearly won but also obi-wan's still Obi-Wan wasn't fi- I think- and and he's really in a lightsaber duel if it's a duel to the death every time and if you don't kill somebody then you don't win right and and he this this duel if we're going to call it a duel it wasn't to kill darth vader it was to buy leia time to escape mm-hmm. you know he even told tara and leia he's like i will i will draw them away and i don't think he expected what was going to happen i thought it was going to be the typical run they're going to chase not. you yeah but vader Vader's very intelligent, and you see that. You watch the Clone Wars with Anakin. He's just super intelligent, you know, and he is very powerful, and now it's all evil, but this is all part of the plan for Vader. And and Anakin, Anakin Obi-Wan did did buy time for Leia. However, it was futile. Cause, and, you know, in my first watch through, I was like, how did Reva magically get to the other side of the tunnel? Like, it's a tunnel, there's an entrance, an exit. I don't, I'm assuming there's no other ingress. Yeah, ingress I don't routes. know. She, like, went around. I'm assuming she went around and killed the pilot. That's, I guess, for our minds to figure out. Unless we're going to pick up right there. I don't well, know. I guess, I guess, uh, um, and I'm I'm forgetting her name, the the person who saved them, uh, the Tara. girl. I think it's Tara. Tara. Yeah. So, I mean, she exited. Oh, yeah, Tara. Did, she, didn't go, she didn't go back. If she went back, she would have run into Reva. That's what I'm but saying. She, she, she did, did go, go forward. So no, had, she had to go back. But right? I don't think she, she went all the way back because Reva was at the end of the tunnel. and they, You would have think they'd have met. Okay. I'll, you would have think they would have met. Yeah. So I'm not an architect were, or anything, but I'm pretty sure tunnels have an exit and an entrance and nothing I don't know, else. Maybe, maybe, there's, uh, maybe there's little catacombs. Like there's, catacombs. Yeah, know. you can go right or left or something. I, and that's where the, it's okay to get away with it because we just don't know. We saw one side of it for the most part. But it's really not a tunnel because it's at... I guess it is a tunnel. It's not below ground. It's at ground level, but cool little escape path that obviously is going to lead directly to a port that the, with a ship, I'm assuming. Um, but Riva figured she's very intelligent. And, you know, I posted on Instagram earlier. And I think I, I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but, you know, if you read through Wikipedia, which is generally the know it all source of Star Wars fandom, like as lore as lore can go, you read about the Inquisitor program, Riva's. Including that now because she's canon, you know, Darth Sidious and for Palpatine chose weaker people to be Inquisitors intentionally so that they would never have the chance to challenge his power. He doesn't he doesn't make mistakes. He's I did. See he just that, yeah. doesn't, you know, and so this this ascending of power and Reva, it's going to get squashed at some point has to. But she's very intelligent and somehow picked up. Look, they, I don't know. They've never figured that out before. Then in five and a half seconds, she's like, mm, found it. You know, and it's like, okay, like, obviously you're demonstrating, look, she has all the potential to be a very good Sith. I don't deny that. There's just no Sith spots available, right? There's no tryouts right now. So, you know, but it's interesting. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I really am. And I think that what I want them to do is that she wants to be a Sith. She wants to make that cross to the big leagues, you know, and, and challenge vader and try to kill him that's what i want to happen but i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen yeah i guess we'll see you know a lot of people are like well it's disney she's gonna meet with obi-wan and somehow she's gonna be redeemed and fall and go back to the light no you know? i i just i don't, think, I don't that think so i don't i don't want that to happen that's not the poetic ending i want in this this is a dark time that doesn't get any lighter for a very long time you know uh-huh. so i don't know i don't know but overall what was your impression of episode three? I liked it. I um, if I had to rank the um, episodes so far, I would say this is at the top. I would agree. Um, and uh, you know, we we open the show with it, and I guess it's fitting that we we come to a close kind of with it too. Is just uh, the the reasoning is is because of uh, Vader. It was um, a time where we got to see Obi Wan finally accept the fact that he is a Jedi and use his lightsaber rather than a, a blaster. Right. Um, and you know, there, there's a, there's a great cliffhanger at the end that I know is just killing Mary and is going to for another <laughs> week with, with Leia and Reva. 
Right. No, for sure. And um, last update a few hours ago, I checked Rotten Tomatoes and there were only 10 critic reviews on episode three at that point, but it had a perfect 100 percent. So it's pretty cool. Um, really? You know, what were the stay. other what were the first two? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I think there was like 87 percent. That's pretty high. Star Wars gets gets ragged on so much. You know, the biggest great. the biggest thing I saw for the first two episodes of um, critics were not liking um leia's chase scene like and i and i kind of i understand it 100 percent. the fact that that she's like oh my gosh this man came to save me and he proved 100 percent that he was there with good intentions Mm -hmm. and was going to save her and then he she sees his face on a hologram and just like loses it and runs away and and the fact that also she has to be like the fastest 10 year old alive because a grown man obi-wan could not get her and then the three uh mercenaries uh, mercenary Sweet. guys right out chili peppers <laughs> yeah couldn't chase her either like when yeah. they were going through the forest she's like you know uh, what, what it's is a 10 year old with these That's tiny tough. little legs like you don't have to be the fastest person right. ever you better be able to catch up to her and and she's you know jumping over a tree stump and then and then people mm. are like oh damn it and they like get, right. get all hung up it's like dude, just is- go around and what's so hard? So that I understand that that right. Critique, but put but, yourself in the director's shoes. Like, okay, I'm working with a ten year old. Um, what is the bandwidth of a ten year old compared to an adult actor? Nowhere near the same. So what can I what what can I get out of them? You know, and and that's where I try to approach that. And I think if you frame it in that mindset, it's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like you, you got. I mean, uh, yeah. Dude, my, my, trust me, when my kids are ten, they're not going to be actors. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nitpicking, and I know you guys covered that in your last mm-hmm. one, but but this one, I just I don't even think there's a lot to nitpick. I loved it, and I'm no. super excited for for episode four or five, six. No. Uh, I don't know no. if you saw the the interview with Ewan McGregor, and he's like, I hope everybody enjoys uh, three, four, five, six, and then he seven, eight. And like, seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten, and yeah. everybody's like, oh my god, are there going to be more than six? So I, <sighs> I, I hope that was a teaser, but I, I, don't, I, think, wish, I don't think it is. I don't think so. But they also, went in an interview with Hayden, they asked him, like, what if Darth Vader gets his own series? And in my twisted mind, I'm like, the entire Star Wars saga is about Anakin Skywalker. Anyways, I, that's he was I like, hey, I'd love, that. <laughs> he's like, hey, I'd love to, I think there's a lot more to be explored with the character. And I'm like, mm, then there is, because I... There's just not enough episodes at this point. I don't think I think they didn't use them correctly in my eyes. But um, if you wanted to explore the Vader, you know, I wanted to see that hurt with Padme. I wanted to in in the comics, he visits um, Naboo and visits her her tomb. And, you know, you see him put his hand on it. I kind of wanted to see that. A lot of people didn't, but he's conflicted. And Padme is a solid half of why he's a Sith in the first place. So, you know, it. He loves her. It's not like that ever went anywhere, you know, and it'd be really cool to see him visit like with this armada, you know, all these people that just low level stormtroopers are like, really, we're just going to stand here while this guy touches this tomb like and and, and, and but he's having that moment. And I think that'd be really cool because that's going to fuel him as a Sith because Sith drive their power from emotion, which is the opposite of Jedi, right? So he's only going to become more powerful by visiting that'd be a really cool thing to see but yeah i think it would be and it, if they came out with a vader spinoff i would 100 percent watch it but um mm-hmm. i just i don't think it's gonna happen no. uh, and you know I, I was i mentioned a little bit ago i saw a meme about that it was like uh it's something that uh, anakin saying they never gave me a spinoff and saying that to obi-wan and right. obi-wan replies he's like dude the entire series is about you you know right and everything's Star yeah, Wars so it's like, why do you need Anakin. another Vader spinoff? Like the every single movie is about Anakin or you know the Skywalkers. Reference. I, I think I think we're we're getting the Vader we want now. Um, like I said, if they make something, some kind of Vader series, yes, I'm watching every single episode. Yes, but that'll I just, be I don't the know that we're going to get most it. Most watch Disney Plus if they yeah, make that. I don't think we're going to get it, and I don't think no. that we necessarily need it. No, but, but as a fan, I guess like, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy all the merchandise. Trust me, like I, I order <laughs> yeah. pretty much everything that comes out. So yeah, yeah, I, I will buy it all. But um, no, man. Well, I mean, do you have any other, do you have any other thoughts you'd like to cover? Any other um, points you want to make? No, I don't think so. I think I think we uh, covered everything. Well, Austin, thank you so much for taking the time to do this again. It is pretty ironic. It really hit me, you know, earlier that like, hey, you came on. As the guest on episode three, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the character coverage, and now, you know, we're doing it again. So all these months later, so seriously, man, I appreciate it. 
yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, I will uh, be happy to be your emergency guest if uh, Mary ever can't make it again. So just let no, me know. Um, I know you, I know you've got a bunch of other great guests um, that I've loved listening to also. So uh, just keep doing your thing and uh, I'll keep listening. No, I appreciate it. And as always, we can be found on Instagram at um, Blackspire underscore broadcast on Facebook at Blackspire broadcast on Twitter at at Spire broadcast. And our YouTube channel is Black Spire Broadcast. And recently we just partnered with Vader Sabres. If you use code BSB at www.vadersabres.com, they sell custom lightsabers. Code BSB Black Spire Broadcast. Um, you can get 5% off your next custom lightsaber. So make sure you check them out. Um, but that's all we have. And as always, may the force be with you. Always. You are not alone. There is hope. And remember, the Force will be with you always. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Red 5 Network.